The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Welcome, everybody, to a special Canadian version of PPC Rockstars. This is David Stella, your host, and uh, we have some uh, really important resources on the Clicks Marketing blog. That's clixmarketing.com slash blog on the PPC Rockstars page um, for the uh, the interview that I've been looking forward to for, for I don't know, months, weeks, minutes, um, my good friend and sartorial example, Andrew Goodman. Welcome, Andrew. Ah, hi, David. Uh, you, you don't have to ask me what I'm wearing because it's always the same as I, what I wear at the conferences. And really? Uh, no kidding. So you're sitting at home right now. Suit. You've got your pipe in your mouth and in a, a wingback chair in <laughs> that in that <laughs> in that great suit that the Russian tailor made, right? Uh, well, the Russian saleswoman who. <laughs> Who uh, helped me on with it? I guess it's close enough, though. Yeah. Okay, that's great. I, that's a, I can uh, that image is is emblazoned on part of my head right now. So, um, Andrew, of course, is the um, Andrew. Do you have a title? President. Yeah, that's what we do oh. now. President. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew is the. T- okay, let's go silent. Andrew, of course, is the president and founder of Page Zero and the author of, um, Andrew, the, the name of the book again? Winning Results with Google AdWords, second edition. Second edition, which is uh, uh, much updated from the first edition um, and uh, worth a read, even if you own the first edition. Uh, I bought both of them. Um, Andrew, Andrew, you can repay me with a, a thimble of beer next time you see me. Uh, but um, let's see, that was also uh, tech edited by our good friend Matt Van Wagner, right? That is right, absolutely. So Andrew and I are going to play a little uh, Chevy Chase and, and Jane Curtin here because he's written a couple of really, uh, really good, entertaining as usual articles for Search Engine Land. Uh, that are uh, called attribution wars, and um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll set this up by explaining the phenomenon. Regular vi- uh, listeners to the show have heard us talk about uh, uh, a, a phenomenon that doesn't have a good term. So Andrew and I decided to try using uh, multiple exposure attribution, which means that um, there is a phenomenon that has been measured or or is starting to be measured. Uh, whereby uh, a site visitor comes to the site through a variety of channels, uh, some PPC, some not, uh, or is exposed to an ad but doesn't click on the ad, and we'll get into that a little bit more deeply. 
um, and eventually converts. And traditional analytics, including the search engine's native PPC analytics and Google analytics, uh, attribute the conversion to the most recent visit to the site, um, but provide no uh, insight into previous visits, and uh, hence the, the tendency of bid managers, human and automated, is to give uh, a lot of value to the specific and sometimes brand and domain-specific terms that, that uh, sparked the most recent visit to the site and disregard the value of the terms that may have sent the visitor to the site earlier. So how's the, anything to add to that setup, Andrew? Uh, no, I think we'll 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 kind of get into it. Uh, the yeah, you know, the the first part of the of the uh, articles uh, that I wrote uh, focused on on a relatively simple issue, and that was uh, uh, different different clicks from search and previous clicks influence. And then uh, we widen out to a, a much broader and messier uh, food fight uh, about the multiple exposures, as you put them. Right. Well. Um First of all, Andrew and I are going to pretend to be polarized on this issue, but we just like to do that for fun. We were, we're really much closer on the issue than, than we're going to portray, uh, much like when we had that controversy about Guy Kawasaki that led to that very entertaining um, PPC Rockstars episode. Um, so I'm going to let you go ahead and summarize, Andrew, um, your two articles um, just hitting the main points, we've got links to both articles on uh, the uh, PPC Rockstars page so people can be reading them at their leisure unless they're driving in their car listening to the podcast, in which case they should pull over. So go ahead, Andrew. Yep. So uh, it has been like this growing uh, tide of, uh, of argumentation in our industry that uh, certainly uh, the, the, you know, the fact that Google AdWords or Google Analytics, the tools that we use, or, or YSM's tracking cookie, any of these cookies um, have, uh, we didn't even think about it, right? We just said, well, this keyword converted. We didn't think this keyword search converted, uh, apparently converted to a sale because we know that it was the most proximal, the last click prior to that action. Uh, we didn't think about that, and then we began thinking about it. So it's, it sort of starts out with, uh, hey, we're really accurate in our bidding. We're, we're, you know, people uh, attributed a false precision and still do. You know, they think that the, the numbers are the numbers, and it, a customer 100% sure on, on paid search measure that it cost me $48 per uh, customer on this keyword. Of course, there's inaccuracy built into all of that. Um, it's, it's always going to be an awesome way to measure but we come along and say, well, we're just measuring the last click. What if someone had searched for, uh, you know, uh, broader terms, research terms? Then we won't be bidding enough on, you know, if, it's, if they purchase on Nike, you know, Nike basketball shoes as the last term or just Nike store, then, uh, then what about, uh, you know, some higher-end uh, higher research? Uh, I don't know. Someone was looking into uh, uh, some, some concept which – you know, bouncy basketball shoes, or uh, uh, I hate Velcro on my shoes, or something like that, and maybe that uh, person uh, bought, so we should be bidding better on previous terms. So the problem with that, in the first article, I really, uh, in a way, I just echo the data that was put forward by uh, Worcester uh, Wolcott at, uh, of, of Marin Software at SMX, and 
He's saying, well, guys, only 74% or sorry, fully 74% of uh, of purchases in, in the uh, e-commerce uh, brand uh, uh, case studies that they looked at, large large customers, um, 74% of them only have one click that you can uh, you can attribute. Even if you use change the type of uh, tracking cookie that you use and 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 kind of hold all of the data from from the users' searches, um, so so only 26% give you additional data. So uh, and it kind of goes downhill from there in terms of the um, the uh, critique of using the last click. Because uh, he adds to that that you can bucket um, the, the keywords together, so that previous clicks may have been of the same kind, the same type. So they're really a similar type of search, uh, and that's great uh, that you can show that someone searched a couple of times. But the myth of the funnel, where they had a really broad query, and you know, in 2008, <laughs> and then you know, somehow we know that. And then in 2009, they converted on a specific query. Um, we don't have that data, so uh, ultimately, we're going to have to sort of stick with last clicks. So that's kind of part one, long-winded part one. But uh, um, we wish we we knew what el- you know other things people were doing. Um, but a lot of the time, our, our greatest certainty is with that last click. So we're not going to be changing our our method of bidding or our our overall allocation. Um, Anytime soon, based on you know new methods of tracking. That's kind of part one. Okay. Moving on. Yes. <laughs> part two opens up a whole can of worms. That was fairly. I, I really, that was pretty concise uh, I get for into you. the whole issue of uh, of there is uh, there are calls for uh, digital marketers, probably search marketers, foremost among them, to kind of smarten up and stop claiming credit uh, for. For all of these conversions, because you know we've heard it, right? And and I'm not going to disagree 100%. Yes, we are as search marketers, um, very uh, very you know close to the to the purchase. We're uh, we're down that funnel. If there is such a thing as a funnel, we are close to that uh, that purchase point, and so we get quote unquote credit, and we don't do demand creation. Well, there's no doubt about that. Um, we do not create awareness of, uh, you know, Apple computers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, how did that happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't work in that department. You know, I didn't found Apple. I didn't evangelize for it. I didn't buy half a billion dollars in media over, you know, over a decade or whatever. Um, so I don't know how that works. But the, the, the debate starts uh, with, uh, with some sort of aggressive, I think, um, anti-digital uh, and anti-search uh, comments from, from traditional agencies who are now saying, well, you know, we're going to have to give back some of that credit. We're going to have to kind of uh, admit that we kind of suck and, and that we shouldn't uh, be proud of, of uh, creating these campaigns and we shouldn't take credit and all of that. Um, but that leaves, us, that leaves us wondering what it is we, we should be doing. Uh, so, so it opens up maybe a broader philosophical debate. If your job is to uh, address something really specific and optimize and do a good job of anything, right? What if, what if my job was to design a better tire for, you know, for BMW mm-hmm. or, or a better strut? Uh, and then someone, you know, came along and, and said, you know, you, you, you have nothing to do with the aerodynamics of this vehicle or the fact that people uh, like the BMW brand. I'd have to agree but I'd still have to design and optimize, you know, the part that I was assigned to. So, 
that's uh, that's that larger uh, issue of how much you know high level science, how much knowledge of of how everything fits together can we can we reasonably expect from someone uh, working on one part of an organization's uh, uh, marketing? Let's see. So the um, the second installment, you talked about three points uh, or, th- or three types of, of uh, people or companies that, that have an interest in championing the, uh, or let's say exaggerating the value of being able to see multiple exposure attribution and then act on it. Uh, one of them was, uh, sorry, let me just scroll a little here. Oh my God, my scrolling has gone crazy. Oh, okay. So the the solution providers that uh, that that do allow transparency, that do allow reporting on this kind of data, um, the Im- imaginary immature digerati uh, that want, just want to claim credit and draw some more budget to themselves, and then the uh, the kind of uh, anal retentive, obsessive compulsive optimizer that. Uh, wants to try to dig out every possible fraction of a percentage point of improvement. Does that characterize correctly? Well, let me, uh, yeah, let me kind of go over it uh, again, I guess. And the, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually sort of saying that uh, uh, the Digerati are being accused of, of claiming credit when it, it's, you know, it's precisely something that, that happens by itself. We got into this field and we noticed that we liked the fact that it was measurable. And, and someone who didn't get into that field or has a different interest in part of the marketing world um, uh, suddenly wants to come along and say, hey, you know, you guys are making it up. You're, you're, you're claiming that it's measurable, but, but it's ours. We made that. Um, and so it's, it's really actually preposterous. I mean, we, we don't even, you know, look up for more than five seconds uh, from our work. Um, because, so we don't spend a lot of time claiming credit. Um, because uh, the, the customers, uh, and uh, I mean, as in our clients, the advertisers, um, you know, they're convinced the numbers are so powerful uh, and measurable that uh, these higher order theories um, uh, of how that it isn't measurable, uh, they just bounce off. I think increasingly, um, you know, the reason that Google slowly um, sits. In it, where it is and and uh, creates a uh, um, ever more refinable um, advertising auction system and that it gets more budget from uh, advertisers of all sizes each and every year we know that google didn't um, didn't schmooze agencies we know that they didn't uh, schmooze too much in the corporate <laughs> world they created a platform that people discovered for themselves so the numbers really do speak for themselves. So in fact, we're not um, uh, we're not spending a lot of time defending what we do, um, and so it takes a lot more effort, uh, a lot more um, effort to come up with uh, an explanation for how the offline budget, uh, you know, affects behavior and affects uh, positively impacts ROI. Certainly, and I just think of examples that I run across. You know, you throw a dart at any traditional brand. Or a newer brand that is, um, rather than being particularly um, digital savvy or using non-traditional or uh, or being really kind of like uh, 
innovative. They just kind of try to do the same thing as their predecessors did. Under Armour is one that I don't know, you know, how, how the inner guts of Under Armour work. Uh, but if you look at their financial statements, you know, they talk about 18% of uh, top-line revenues went to marketing of certain sorts and could be 20% by now. Uh, but that being expensive af- pro-athlete sponsorships uh, and TV and then all of the creative, all of the production that goes into that. Um, so so it's an, it's an enormous uh, spend. And if you looked at what digital costs by comparison, again, you know, we're claiming credit for uh, direct sales using a s- such smaller spend that, <laughs> um, you know, we sleep pretty well at night. Well, Andrew, uh, that's a great uh, summary of your two articles and, and your point of view. Uh, we're going to take a break, um, but come on back. I'm going to I'm going to briefly describe my point of view. I, w- I will not introduce the next segment by calling Andrew an ignorant slut. So stay with us, and uh, and you won't hear that. PPC rock stars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Revenues can come from many different sources. Are you capturing additional revenue from your payment processor or leaving money on the table? Lytle & Company can help you grow your top-line revenue. Lytle & Company provides payment processing and consultative merchant services for multi-channel retailers, along with Internet and direct response businesses who sell directly to consumers. Lower the total cost of payment acceptance while improving your business processes and chargeback management with Lytle & Company's innovative reporting and analytics features. Lytle & Company. The card's not present, but we are. Find out more at Lytle. L-I-T-L-E dot com. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local Pages Affiliate Network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that T-Shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with LocalPages.com. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. LPO, landing page optimization, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Andrew Goodman, president of Page Zero and... uh, 
uh, opponent of those who um, say that multiple exposure attribution is is a, is a huge deal that we need to pay attention to and and beat our chests about. Um, but Andrew, before I get into uh, my my uh, I won't call it a rebuttal because that implies uh, you know dynamic tension that doesn't exist. How, how was your weekend? How did Maple Leafs do? Well, I, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that the Toronto Maple Leafs lost again. <laughs> and that the season ticket holders. Uh, by the way, yes, I am a Montreal fan, and, uh, and it's it's very strange. I uh, I tweeted that I was in Nashville and watching Montreal lose to Nashville, and and I have a, a good friend also from Toronto who just tweeted that he's going to Carolina to watch Toronto presumably lose uh, to to Carolina. So I guess Canadian hockey fans now just travel to warm cities to watch. <laughs> Rabid fans do have tailgate parties for we didn't even think people had heard of hockey there, but they love it. Yeah, Nashville, go figure. Yeah, I'm looking at a uh, at a news article that, that describes the Maple Leafs as sulking and embarrassed. My wow. God. Well, people well, have supported uh, the Maple Leafs by buying tickets and uh, and luxury boxes for, you know, the past 40 years and uh, you know, I guess that that will send a message to management. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Quality is unimportant. Well, you know, it's it's very similar to our conversation. There's there's the purchase and sitting down in the seat uh, as the initial exposure, and then the last exposure is the enjoyment of of cheering on the home team, which is a perfect segue into my uh, my uh, not rebuttal. I, I've seen uh, Worcester's uh, uh, presentation. I've seen the data that says that only you know seventy percent of the conversions um, happen after just one visit to the site, and that's indisputable. Um, I'm really concerned, though, about the thirty percent because um, I'm really concerned. I'm, I'm taking the the viewpoint of the advertiser in a competitive space. So I'm really concerned about that thirty percent and making sure that I don't miss something. I'm kind of in the the uh, category three, which is the pragmatic, the pragmatist who really wants to study the issue a bit, and and uh, you know squeeze some extra uh, conversion rate or or volume actually volume out of the uh, campaign I'm running. So and as am I, as am I. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Sorry, I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry for the debate. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Here, That's but. all right. Um, so, uh, and, and, and there's another thing I agree with you, and, and someday I'll track down the person that I heard say this on the podium of an SES probably. Uh, it may have even been SES Toronto since that was the first SES I went to. Uh, it, it was a, a panel that was discussing the state of web analytics, and this was several years ago. And the person said, hey, let's face it, we've gone from really, really messy to just messy, and that's the best we're ever going to do. You know, the, and the, and the, the moral here is that um, I absolutely agree with you that you know we're, we're basically maybe even compounding messy if we tried to measure every visit to the site and the source of that site and try to attribute a value to it. But um, again, I, I'm I'm in the camp that says uh, yeah, it's messy, but if it helps my client get uh, an extra X percent in conversion rate or, or volume, then it's 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 it may be worthwhile. Um, so at this point, I'm going to direct attention of the listener, if they can, to the link that I have to uh, some data from one of our clients' campaigns. <clears throat> and uh, 
I'm, I'm showing some of the new data that Google is exposing. Um, I'm not going to go into detail about where the numbers come from because uh, we, we don't really have time. But uh, I'm just going to draw your attention to the third line where Google says that there are 85 conversions that they call one per click. So that's, that's the number that Google would say happened uh, by, the, by, by the most recent visit to the site. And then to the right of that, you see the numbers 84 and 94. So the 94, let's just say that that is um, the 85 plus an additional 9 that came to the site and uh, converted through other means. I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I'm not going to split hairs about the source and, and the validity of these numbers. I'm just going to comment on the magnitude. So Google is now showing, they say, the number of conversions that happened as a result of someone viewing an ad, and specifically an image ad on the content network, um, converting eventually but never having clicked on an ad. And if you add, and that number is, is, is an astounding 84 compared to the number that Google measured as uh, coming in through last click, which was 85. So if you add the numbers 84 and 94 together, you get a number that's twice what Google's been, been traditionally providing as the, the conversion metric. And if that is true, and I, I'm, I'm hap happy to, uh, to um, agree with anybody that says we're not sure those numbers are true, but if that number is even half true, that means my actual cost per conversion is much lower than, than you see in, in the table here, and the actual conversion rate is probably higher. So that's actually data that I would, I would definitely want to act on if I could believe it. I, I would definitely want to say let's, let's increase the spend because there, were, there are probably conversions out there that we're not reaching. Um, so <clears throat> I guess um, I, I'm, I'm saying something that I think you'd agree with, Andrew, which is that um, if this data evolves to the point where we can say uh, it's trustworthy, we can back it up with some kind of testing, um, then it's, it's useful data that we can act on. And, and one last thing, especially in the realm of uh, content advertising, which is actually closer to demand generation than it is than, than search advertising is. Search advertising being more demand satisfaction. So, you know, you can even say that with content advertising, we're, we're kind of in the demand generation business, and this kind of data lets us, uh, you know, in a messy way, uh, quantify the effect of that demand generation. And uh, all that means is that, um, oops, I have one more point. Uh, the point is, and I'll, give, I'll, I'll tell you a story about um, something that happened just this past week. Uh, we had the opportunity to analyze the PPC data of a, of a major retailer, a name you would, you would recognize, and they were perplexed because their sales volume had gone down over the past two years, their PPC-driven sales volume. And we looked at their data, and we saw that the spend on non-brand terms two years ago was half of the PPC budget. And the spend on their most recent month was 10% of the PPC budget. So with a little sleuthing, we found out that the automated bid management software that their agency had been using uh, had slowly turned off the non-performing keywords, and those are the generic terms, and uh, and and obviously boosted the the spend on the brand terms, which seemed to be strong compared to the generic terms. 
And what had happened was they just basically constricted the pipeline and cut off the, the flow of the traffic that came in initially. So, um, And that th- is a great example, and that's where I, I have to step right outside of the, the you know, argumentative mode that I, I was in in my articles. Um, the, uh, the opening pitch of the C3 Metrics white paper says the same thing. The guy was with uh, uh, one of the founders of that company, I guess, or, or, or creators of that product, uh, was with Half.com, and that's exactly what was going on there as well. Uh, the, uh, the, the you, you know we, so you know kind of viscerally uh, people working on these campaigns we know that it's a cop out to just start shifting all that budget to the brand terms it's just a, a big lazy cop out and also with Google's matching options I mean I did a similar analysis recently David and there was a uh, a large uh, media company that their agency had had kind of like relaxed and and not looked at the actual uh, <clears throat> search query report so we found that a lot of the the uh, non-branded terms were actually reverting to brand term matches oh really so that crept up to like 70% wow. of spend was brand terms so definitely uh, you're not going to do any demand generation if you're just just giving over your whole campaign to uh, brand terms absolutely that's right yeah and, and you, you and I have probably both had the uh the uh, conversation slash arguments with uh, clients where they say, "Hey, stop bidding on those generic terms because they don't convert." And uh, until recently, we didn't really have the data to prove that they were actually contributing to conversions disproportionately. Maybe not, you know, in huge volume. Maybe you know, only ten, twenty percent of the of the conversions were sparked by a uh, a generic term initially. Um, but you know that that can add up for for these for these retailers that are they're scrapping to compete in a in a more ex, more and more expensive uh, marketplace that can add up. So it looks like we've ended you up. Know, we may with never each other. have all the data we want, and that's just a, a tough. You know that's a tough thing on 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 folks who bring heavy duty modeling and uh, a data orientation to the table. Already, we've begun guessing uh, better and better, and and telling our clients you know, a certain percentage of it. I mean, we're, maybe we're starting to sound like traditional agencies, right? We yeah. know that these multiple touch points do work. Um, we know that some ways of using social media, some ways of showing up in in, <laughs> in all facets digitally, uh, create a you know a, a, an overall uh, environment for people to recognize your brand. So yeah, um, um, we may not know. A hundred percent that that when we bring that spend up on, on on some of those terms, they don't look like they're converting. We may never get that data from last year's search, yeah, right, etc. But we're guessing, and 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 the results seem to to correlate when the spend goes up and down. Right. Hey, listen, we've got to break away for another um, important message from our sponsor. Uh, come back when we reveal the uh, the exact names of the tools that uh, you can use to start measuring this stuff. PPC Don't go away. Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use EngineReady's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the Ecom Experts. Ecom Experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back. And I usually don't mention third-party products uh, on the show, um, but I'm, g- I'm going to do it this time because uh, uh, I think that, that those listeners that are tuning into this concept are, are, are well served to uh, look into these tools. So there are uh, two and a half packages out there, third-party tools that um, consider uh, what, we're, what we've been calling uh, multiple exposure attribution um, that take those takes take multiple visits into consideration when automatically calculating PPC bid prices, and I say two and a half because they are uh, Kenshu Search, Click Equations, and the half is Aquizio, who uh, uh, Andrew and I both know well, and are are working on uh, building multiple exposure attribution into their bidding algorithms, and they'll be they'll be finished very soon. And then there's another third-party tool that uh, does a great job uh, but does not directly control bid prices, and that's clear sailing. Um, any others that you know about, Andrew? Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I would say that, uh, that certainly based on uh, the white paper that in- influenced part of my article at C3 Metrics is working on a sophisticated version of that. Um, okay. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Worcester's uh, Marin uh, gang uh, um, 
you know, used some, something uh, maybe a little less well-known for their own uh, purposes or for their own edification. So with, with C3, I have to, have to clarify, though, that, that um, they are coming to the table with the Cadillac <laughs> positioning on this, and, and their solution is, is uh, cool. 150K plus for the license. Uh, wow. So. Well, I'll have to look into that just to... I can't afford it, but I'll look into it. Um, and, and uh, Andrew, I'm sure, or I suspect that uh, X months from now, and that could be 6, it could be 12, could be 24, could be uh, 60, uh, we'll, have, we'll be having this conversation, but we'll be talking about Google Conversion Optimizer. Uh, no doubt, and, and you know, no doubt we'll be talking about how... Uh, um, um, Multiple attribution exposure attribution <laughs> measurement uh, gets easier when you have total control over the user. Um, right. So, doesn't that tell you that uh, a monopoly uh, that could can watch everything that you do would be the best uh, and yet the worst? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to it. In fact, I, for, I suspect it's already. I'm suspect there's software installed on my on my laptop that comes equipped with a webcam, and they're collecting that data right now. And by they, we mean, you know, them. We mean the good guys. The good guys that just <laughs> well, want to... I don't know who to, we mean. <laughs> <laughs> the good guys that just want to uh, make sure that they don't waste our time with offers that, that we're not interested in. Hey, this is going to get uh, too deeply philosophical, and we don't have al alcohol in front of us. So we're going to have to sign off. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to see you in uh, NCS Chicago next week. You bet. All right. Fantastic. And, and I'm going to hit you up for that thimble full of beer for the book, book royalties. Done deal. Okay. Hey, listeners, thanks for staying with us. Come on back next week, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, for the next... I, I really do have a surprise guest. It's not as good as Andrew, but, you know, it's going to be a surprise. Come on back next week. Thanks for listening.